you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thanks for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. I'm so excited about our special guest today. I could go on and on. She is a personal friend. She is a friend of Willis HR and our DEI contractor and consultant. I'm so excited to welcome Beth Ruffin with Beth Ruffin Consulting. Welcome to the HR After Dark podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Like I said, I can go on and on, but I am pumped to actually unpack this topic, the topic of DEI, inclusive leadership, and really focus on everything that you're bringing to the table and the organizations, small, medium, and large. But I really like the the first page of your website and what it says, make belonging and inclusion part of your company's DNA. And through many of our talks, it really is, it's not a check the box situation. It really is a part of implementing structure and strategy. But But Beth, I want you to tell me a little bit about what you do and what are the services that you provide? Sure. Yeah. So we work with, like you said, organizations of all sizes, and we help them build inclusive work environments. I'm really obsessed with inclusion, which we can talk about a little bit more, but we define inclusion as the intersection between uniqueness and belonging. And so how can you make sure that your employees feel like they can be uniquely who they are and still belong and still have equitable access to opportunities and advancement and success at your organization? And so we work with organizations from beginning to end, whether it's doing an assessment, an organizational assessment and helping leaders understand their strengths and their gaps. We help with creating and implementing DEIB strategy plans. Um, We do engagement surveys and we do trainings. Mm. We get a lot of calls for trainings, um, which should be part of a larger strategy, but that's most of the work that we do. Thank you for that amazing work that you contribute to our community and to even Willis HR clients, because You're a partner that we just absolutely cannot live without. So a few of the things that you said really resonate with me because it was just Martin Luther King Day. And I'm sure you saw a lot of posts that went out from organizations. And I saw one in particular, and it really stuck out to me. And it said something in the effect of, I appreciate and support your comments in regards to MLK Day. I hope your actions and behaviors support the MLK message. 365 days a year. So does that resonate with you? Because it's not just about showing up on that day, we're representing and we're really acknowledging a a powerful, great leader, but it's what are you doing on a daily basis, right? And whenever you're talking about your services, that's, that's really where it hits for me. That's what you help companies do. That's right. You know, when, when you talked about the DNA, that's what the ideal company looks like is that everything you do, you're considering this work. This is not just the work of leadership. This is not just the work of HR, right? This should be in everything, including your policies, your procedures, right? Your recruiting process, compensation, which some people may or may not agree with me on, right? But from beginning to end, 
you should be looking at things with an inclusive lens. I have so many comments. I feel like you hit into six different pillars that I want to break into <laughs> right now. And then you said an HR magic word, policies. I, ooh. So right now, usually in Q1, most companies are revisiting and updating, revising, rolling out their employee handbook. And so I don't think that updating your employee handbook should be separate from updating also your DEI plan or strategy. So that's something to consider. I think that, that organizations would actually it would behoove them to reach out to you on what does that look like and what language should be taken and actually placed into your employee handbook because that's needed. Another piece is, so why would organizations, I mean, you had a lot of different pillars on what we need to do, but why would organizations even want to make this a focus for their culture, their, for their company? Mm-hmm. You know, you hear a lot of employers say, our most important asset is our people. Yes. And if that is true, then you want to make sure that your people feel like they belong. They feel like they can be themselves. They feel like their company sees them and hears them, right? And so first and foremost, it's for your people. It's the right thing to do. But let's not forget, we are in business to make money, right? And this work makes good business sense. Research has shown over and over again that companies that focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, they have higher profit margins, they have more innovation, higher employee satisfaction, lower employee turnover. And what does that all relate to? Dollars. (laughs) So it's the right thing to do and it's good for your business. I think you're speaking the language of a lot of listeners, CEOs that are listening. But really, this kind of comes to mind as I'm looking at some of the articles and trends. So we have the great resignation. Now we have what's called the great reshuffling. But employees, just people are looking at their lives just from the impact of COVID and everything else and saying, you know what? I don't have to work here. I have other choices. And so I think at the forefront of every job seeker's mind is, you know what, what's the brand of this organization? And then also, what are their core values? Is it aligned with my core values? So if I value diversity, am I going to feel valued and seen if I work at this organization? That is so different than even five years ago on what a job seeker would be looking for. So what you're saying makes sense. What you're saying is really important for organizations to consider. Absolutely. And when we think about the talent that is going to be coming into our companies over the next several years, so we're thinking about younger millennials and the z right? The Z-generation, when we're thinking about them, this is one of the top three things that they're looking at. And they do not tolerate Mm -mm. discrimination, bias. They don't tolerate that at all. So as we look at how the workforce is shuffling, how a lot of people are going to be retiring and we'll need to be replacing our workforce with younger people, this is going to be one of the key measures to recruiting that population. That means that we need to start now. You have listed so many reasons on why does it make, you know, why it's the right thing to do to take care of our people and how it makes business sense. But that means that we as organization need to start now to start preparing if we want to be sustainable as a company and then also then competitive. So a couple of things that you've done for our clients, the one thing you've already facilitated a workshop on recognizing unconscious bias. 
And then also what's upcoming is allyship, putting inclusion into action. So those are two presentations that I know that we're partnering with you on. What other work could you, you know, share with us that you may be working on this year? Or how are you going to help organizations prepare today? One of the things we're really excited about is a new executive coaching program that we've put together, working with organizational leaders on the topic of inclusive leadership, helping them to role model this work. Because as we know, with any new initiative or any new work, it's top down, right? And so we do executive coaching with organizational leaders. We have other training topics as well, such as microaggressions or anti-racism. And then we also do organizational assessments where we can do an employee engagement survey or we can review your organization and help you build and implement a DEI strategy. Ah, perfect. Thank you for that. I really, I really think that every organization, and this is nonprofit, small businesses of all sizes, this is something that we need to make a focal point. So, you know, we're also talking about other hot topics, HR trends. Of course, COVID is going to be on the forefront of everything we're doing. Mental health, whenever it comes to taking care of our employees, providing the right benefits. I mean, there's so many different topics that leaders can get overwhelmed. We can, you know, get overwhelmed on what we need to focus on. But I really do think that if we can break this down into maybe even monthly touch points or quarterly touch points on how are we revisiting the plans and our objectives, how does, you know, you're talking about these action steps, how does that relate back to also our core values so we can reflect and ask ourselves, give yourself a rating, right, from a leadership perspective. How have we done this month? How have we done this quarter with meeting our objectives? And I'm, I'm speaking right now more so in regards to your your DEI plan, but you can do that in other parts of your business as well. I'm going to throw in your HR calendar. That's the, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little biased in that area that you should be focused on, you know, your HR deliverables, but there is a way to really take this large topic or maybe it's, you know, it's overwhelming, but make it into bite-sized pieces. So it really is a culture. It's not a check a box. It's not one training a year. It is something that is embedded in your core values and you're living it, breathing it. There, there are no excuses anymore. That's right. A lot of companies, I think, have gotten to the point where they recognize the need and they are able to communicate when things are happening in the country or when there are perhaps recognizable days. But now is the time to start to implement action. Now is the time to have that plan to implement and also engage your staff right? How can everyone be a part of this work? How does everyone have accountability and ownership and responsibility of this work? And then also, how are you communicating your wins, right? How are you letting people know that, hey, you know, we've got a long way to go, but these are some of the things we're really proud of. And these are some of the things that we're implementing. Perfect. That's great advice. I hope that every listener actually does a a nice little replay and takes notes. Because I don't know about you, but a session with you, even I always say it, five minutes with you, I feel inspired to take action and to do things a little bit differently. So I want to thank you for your time. And how do we get in touch with you? If there's a leader out there and it's like, you know what? You're right. I need to take action now. I need to partner with Beth Ruffin. How do I do that? The best place is on my website, which is BethRuffin.com. And for your listeners, we are offering a free website assessment. 
So there is a link on the website. And if you want us to review, we can look at your website and we can see how inclusive it is and give you some feedback on how you can make that more inclusive for anyone who's going to visit you via the web. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you. Again, I I hope that you will join us because I want to make this a regular thing. I think that Willis HR should have you on our podcast at least once a quarter. And can we make that commitment to each other right now? Can we do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. I like it. Putting the plan into action. This is what we're doing right now. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Please reach out to Beth Ruffin. And if you get lost along the way, please feel free to go to willishr.com. Don't worry. We'll help you connect with her. I'm going to challenge you and, and leave you with this. Do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else.